across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Priests, school children and church members led by ACDP party president Reverend Kenneth Mishwe on Saturday marched to the Department of Basic Education in the city to demand the scrapping and removal of the program from all schools. What program is this? Well, the president of the ACDP is joining us on the line right now. Reverend Kenneth Mishwe is no stranger to our programs. Good evening to you, sir. And thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, and all your listeners. Um, and first of all, how was your march? Are you happy with your outcomes, uh, even the turnout? Even are you happy with it? I'm very happy with the turnout, and uh, there were many people who were watching. And after hearing what we were saying and demanding, they joined the march. So we got support from the police, who are parents, who say. What you are saying makes sense. We don't like what is being proposed for next year. So we are very happy. All right. If you were to estimate, Reverend, how many people did you have in attendance to your march? I think just below a thousand. Okay. That's my estimation, yeah. All right. All right. So what exactly was it that you were saying to the department? We were telling the department that uh, we never had a problem with their sex education that is uh, within their life orientation classes, but uh, because it was uh, age-appropriate. But what they are planning to do by implementing a UNESCO problem on comprehensive sexuality education is very um, uh, explicit and inappropriate for children under 10 years old. And as a result, we believe that they should, um, if they think that what they've been doing has not been effective enough, they should think about uh, approaching parents so that they could improve on what they think is not working, rather than importing something that is definitely going to pollute and corrupt the minds of our children. All right. And were you able to pinpoint what exactly is it that you have deemed to be corrupt and pollution of the minds of our young people? Well, firstly, uh, for CSE to be implemented, that is based on the theory of a gentleman, or I'm not sure whether he's a real gentleman because he was a peasant, but in any way, Dr. Alfred Kinsey taught that children are born sexual. And uh, he experimented from what we read about the man that um, children should be also used in, in sex. And if they cry, then it means they're crying from pleasure and not from pain. So a man like that obviously is corrupt. And he thought that uh, all forms of sex are acceptable. Children should be taught about anal sex. They should be taught about oral sex. They should be taught even about how to masturbate. Children as young as five to be taught masturbation is totally unacceptable. And we know that when South African parents hear about it, some of them will be mad, some of them will be angry, but I can assure you the overwhelming majority of South African parents will not agree with implementing this CSE program, which is definitely not good for children because it's going to encourage them to be promiscuous. And we argue 
that children who can barely read and write, why shouldn't government focus on teaching them to write and to read? Children who are doing, who are performing so badly in math and science, they should be taught how to uh, do well in math and science so that they can be competitive. There is no competition on sex. I know that if school children would have such a competition, South African children would come number one. But we don't want them to excel in sex, sexual intercourse. We want our children to excel with math and science. We want them to have skills. We want them to know IT. We want them to be employable. Sex is not going to help our children to be employable. Many of these matriculants who are at home, when the business people talk about why they don't employ them, they will tell them they are unemployed, unemployable. So government priorities is wrong. They must scrap this CSE and teach our children to read and write, teach our children to be skillful, to know IT, to know mathematics and science, so that internationally when there are competitions, our children should perform better than all the others, particularly on the African continent. All right. Uh, before we even continue, I want to invite anyone who's listening to join in the conversation if you have an opinion on the matter of this sex education that is not as educational uh, as the Reverend is suggesting. Perhaps you can join in the conversation and tell us what you think. 0891 By the way, you can send some text messages as well. The number you can send it to is 41391. Each text will cost you one rand fifty. And also you can send a WhatsApp text to 0614-104-107, If you have an opinion on the matter, share it with us. We'll engage with you. Engage us. It's okay. We're ready to hear what you have to say. All right. So, Reverend, uh, you and I have had this conversation before. Quite frankly, I'm interested in what the department had to say because the last time you and I spoke about this, the department disputed that what you're saying is true or factual. They're suggesting that what you're saying is taken from a European concept that is not necessarily a South African adaptation. While you are including Alfred Kinsey here, that is not what the department has said. They have consulted many and many experts, but they have distilled the actual educational material to fit and to be educational and also age appropriate in contrast to what you're saying. What did they say this time around? Well, firstly, let me say the department is deceptive if they deny what we are saying now. They are deceptive. They, among others, law used Dr. Eve in their consultation. And it is the Dr. Eve at the, at the March on Saturday that I publicly sent the article that she wrote and that was published by Gregor Gavenda. I said to them, thank you for publishing that article in the Sunday Times, because if you did not publish that article, we would not have known about these intentions of government. Now, we need to remember that when the department is saying they are not going to be as explicit as um, comprehensive sexuality education is, according to UNESCO, we are saying then they will be having a different program and not comprehensive. When you talk about the, the dictionary meaning of the word comprehensive, it does not leave anything out. Everything about sex should be taught, and that's what UNESCO has said, and they cannot talk about, they are not they are going to adapt to whatever. The UNESCO's program is comprehensive. Is either they have a homegrown uh, product or program, or they have comprehensive sexual education as it is. 
but they cannot say they will pick and choose because if they pick and choose then it is no more comprehensive that's why the ACDP says this thing that they say they will not do there it embarrasses them that's why they want to distance themselves away from this they, it, it embarrasses them if they don't it, if it embarrasses them then let them scrap it as we are saying because if they don't scrap it then they must just apply CSD as UNESCO would like it to be uh, implemented. Otherwise, it is not comprehensive, so they are deceptive, they are lying, and I can tell you what, even if they are listening now, they are lying, they must be truthful to people. Either they, they do the whole thing as UNESCO wants, or they scrap it, and the ACDP says, let us re-look at what they are teaching our children. Because from now on, we are going to look very closely what they're teaching their children so that they don't sneak this thing that we don't like that is going to corrupt our children while parents are not watching. We are watching them, but when it comes to CSO, then this one must definitely be correct. I want to read a text to you that um, uh, is on WhatsApp. One reads, good evening. Parents should be able to choose what their children are taught and exposed to in schools. The Department of Education should not have the dictatorship over such personal and private areas of individuals' lives and the power to shape and influence pupils' futures in that regard. It should not be taken so lightly as to hand that responsibility to teachers. That is the sphere and responsibility of the parents and that border should not be crossed. Handing such responsibility to the public is boundary confusion. Keep private matters private. That's a person who identifies himself or herself as anonymous. My curiosity is, if parents feel this way, this anonymous is writing this text, you and your followers, Reverend, are saying what you're saying, why is it that we don't see much followership in this agenda? When I say followership, I mean, why should we not have, of the 54 million people that are within the border of the Republic, why is it we had less than a thousand people attending your march? Why is it that people are listening to these conversations but are disinterested? Why is it that every time we're talking about these things, and when I say every time, Remember, there was a time when South Africa had debated the issue of abortion at 12 and nobody did anything. You, same response, this same apathetic response. Why is it that we feel that South Africans are in the majority objecting to this and yet the majority is silent on the matter? It's letting things happen. If you're genuinely true to the idea that many people support you, Reverend, why are they not demonstrating their support? You know, one of the problems we have in society is that um, we have many good people who are doing nothing. There was a British politician, Edmund Burke, who once said, for evil to triumph, it takes good men and to women do nothing. to do nothing. Yeah. So what the ACDP is planning to do after if after the 30th of this month, which is the date that we gave to the department to respond, if they do not respond positively, we are going to print, we are going to try a million, if not more, of pamphlets and distribute the pamphlets. Take them to schools and to churches because parents don't know. The problem is ignorance. If okay, you read the Bible and I, yes, let me sir. give you a verse. Okay? okay. On four six it says, My people perish for lack of, for lack of knowledge. Mm. Okay? A lot of people don't know what you're talking about. So we, is this going to be the ACDP campaign 
to take literature to churches, take literature to schools, to communities, to bus stops, so that South Africans can see the danger that is facing their children. And I believe that when we have a march after educating our people, you are going to see thousands of people who will say, I will stand up for my children. We are standing for the children of South Africa and not just for ACDP children. Because we love our children, yeah. we want our children to excel in education. We want them to excel in, in math and science and right. not in sexual issues. Let me take a call for you, Reverend. Um, let's go to Dean. Dean is in Cape Town. Good evening, Dean. Good evening, Naya. Thank you for taking my call. Mm. Um, I would just like to say, I think that um, sex education um, should be kept out of our schools because it takes the hands out of the, or it takes the responsibility out of the hands of the parents to mold and shape a child as they would like Um if we have sex education in the schools, it will obviously be to a certain ideological bent, and it will always be according to the um, the ideology of the government of the day. And that necessarily is not the type of teaching you would want to have your child to have. And I think that responsibility should be in the hands of the parents, and they should have the right be able to mold their child, like I said, in the way they would want their child to be molded without the hands of the government getting involved there. Because as we have seen, especially in South Africa, the government is not competent and um, the this teaching will definitely lend itself to um, incorrect ideas landing into the it's about children. You know what, Dean? Um, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I always ask the question, uh, first and foremost, any and every government in a democratic society is not self-installed. It's installed by its voters. If there's any measure of incompetence in this government, is because the very people who installed the government were desirous of an incompetent government. If you believe and support the ideas and the ideals of the ACDP, for example, why didn't you install them into government? So this uh, facade of saying we are anti-corruption, anti-all of the things that are happening, and yet um, we we are we keep on time and time again time and time again installing the people that we go on the radio on the newspapers and on television castigating on social media and now we have a situation that keeps on presenting itself to us this is not the first time that we have pieces of legislation that will allow things that we don't like happen but we don't do anything about it that's the question i was asking the reverend right now if we didn't like it, if we see that this government is not doing what we want, why do we keep on installing this this government into governance? I think, um, you know, there's lots of answers you can give to that question specifically. I think one of the answers, um, especially in South Africa, is the fact that a lot of our politics is molded not around ideas, but rather around organizations or specific people. So if you look at the political political debate in South Africa, you'll see a lot of it is not centered around ideas. It's rather centered around people. So what we see our voters do a lot of the times is they vote for the organization um, that they believe in or they vote for the, the person they like rather than um, 
specific ideas that are molded around that specific person. So I would agree that, yes, we as a South African society need to change the, the pattern of voting that we do, because it's true that the majority of the people in South Africa do claim to be Christian. So the question can arise, why are Christians voting for things that are not um, within our faith? And... Um, I think you, there's a lot of answers you can give to that specific okay. question. All right. All right, that's all right, that's all right, Dean. I'm just putting a thing about it because um, right now we're talking about a situation that is not the first time it's happening. It's not like it caught us off guard. Thank you very much, Dean. I appreciate your call. Let's have the Reverend respond to this. Uh, Reverend, do you want to respond to Dean? No, I agree with Dean. It is the responsibility of parents to teach their children in the way they should go. Now, we have heard the argument that some parents don't want to talk about matters of sex to their children. Mm. Now, obviously, some of them is because of culture. But when parents are explained to the conditions and the times you are living in, and say to them, parents, if you don't teach them, somebody else is going to teach them what you don't like. And they are encouraged and shown how to do it. Parents can do that. We can have workshops for parents. Government can do that if they are serious about involving the parents because it is very dangerous to allow sex pets to teach children about sex. We know that there are many teachers in schools who are sleeping with children, who are grooming children, who will be given an opportunity by government to, to officially tell these children what to do, where to touch, because some of the things that are taught by this comprehensive sexuality education are, are, are wrong, they are atrocious, and they should never be allowed to be in our classes in South Africa. When government says what we have been doing has not worked, we say it was a South African product, let it be revised. Let it not be replaced, but let it be revised, because now when they ask South Africans to come and help, and say what we have been doing is not working. We want something different. We want an improvement. We'll say, fine, we can revise what we have. But to bring in this thing that is corrupt, that was started by corrupt men, is definitely not the way to go. We love our children. We do not want our children to be victim, victims of their own teachers in a greater number. We do not want our children to rape one another in the classrooms. This thing is so explicit that children who hear about this, they would want to do it. I read today that as they want to make children even more accepting to this thing, they use pornography to soften them. They use pornography to ensure that the inhibition to the have they melt. But with respect there, Reverend, that is not what is going to be happening in schools. To suggest that is going to be happening in schools is not necessarily the entire truth, is it, no, Reverend? Okay. We are not, if we talk about comprehensive sexuality education, it will, it will happen. Unless we talk about... The use, of, the use of, of, of pornography, Reverend. Listen, any teacher, if you talk about comprehensive, I say to you, if you are talking about comprehensive and you want these children and you are a sex pet, unless if you say you have some manners, you are honorable, you have some morals, you might not do that. We have, we know. We know that we have parents and we know we have teachers who are using pornography to, to lure the children and to put their defenses down, okay? There are teachers. It's already happening. 
Okay? They might not do it openly, some of them, but if you talk about comprehensive, they have to teach them everything. No, no holding back, everything. And that's why the ACP says we don't want it. All right, let me read some text for you, Reverend, before we continue. One text reads, sexual content is already available on the Internet and TV. Now, parents and churches are failing to teach their children about sex. What then should be done to curb the issue of teenage pregnancies? And what are the churches doing? Thank you very much. Appreciate your text there. Perhaps, Reverend, you can respond to that. Another text reads, I think sex education should be taught at home and churches about and libraries. Okay. Okay. Another text reads, Hi, Naya, people seem to have resigned the fate of their children to the state because the state has been taking away family responsibilities away, such as the disciplining of children and giving 12-year-olds a right to engage in sexual yet or in sexuality, I'm assuming, yet they do not have the capacity to take responsibility. Munya. Thank you very much, Munya. Appreciate your text. Another one reads, uh, Reverend is absolutely right. People don't really know their rights and parents are in a sleep like state until the bill is passed. Then only they want to react. Uh, okay, listening on radio. Not quite sure whether you're saying uh, you're going to continue to listen. Now the text reads, Good evening, Naya and Reverend K. I couldn't agree more with Reverend. The government is insane. What the government is doing is vigorously absurd. I'm taking my hat off for the Reverend and with clapping hands there four times, applause for the Reverend. Thank you, Mr. Naya. Hashtag Gobunga Nake Chazaveli from Wormaran start. Right, a text, short message service. Um, we'll read those. Reverend, please allow me to go to the news. We'll come back and read some text and allow you to respond. Is that all right? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. It's a minute after 11. It's time for us to go to the final bulletin for today with Stephen Kirk. Stephen. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back. We're taking... Um, 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 we're concluding our conversation with our guests. Our guest for the segment is Reverend Kenneth Mishwe. He's the SEDP party president talking to us about their march this past Saturday. And this is their campaign trying to make sure that we are aware of what's coming as far as our education, basic education is concerned and what they are planning to teach as far as sex education is concerned. So I'm going to read some text. Ben, let's get some text messages there. Those of you who sent some text messages on 41391 as well as a WhatsApp text. I'm going to read a few as well. One text reads, Hi, good evening. I'm a truck driver for 40 years. I'm not quite sure what this has to do with what we're talking about. Okay, I'm going to skip this perhaps read for um, the open line. Another text, remember, that reads, uh, Government did not raise this in the public like they did with elections and also Section 25 in terms of uh, are we still talking about the same thing, guys? Okay, I'm assuming this is also uh, okay. Uh, remember how DBE, Department of Basic Education spokesperson, tweeted that even his minister distanced himself from his tweets. That is how they work. Okay, okay, this person just said yes, it is the same thing. We read from the beginning. Government did not raise this in the public like they did with elections and also Section 25 in terms of alerting the parents or um, prioritizing it like they're more than uh, like 
submarine tactics to pass these kinds lucas and goes in and he continues to write so when officials go on tv they use media to misinform the public to cover up for real things happening and when they are engaged they change tune and then he continues to write remember how db spokesperson tweet spokesperson tweeted that even his uh, minister distanced himself from his tweets that is how they work all right thank you very much uh lucas and ghost appreciate it and your quick response there to help me understand whether this is what you're talking about another one says uh moving slightly along to that one here's another one it reads this is absurd we must blame the blind black really blind black voters what believe the lies of this money hungry lions okay to this person with a number uh, that has that ends with five six double one and then you keep on writing racially charged subject matter even when race is not necessitated please let's try and keep our subject matter as uh, as clean as possible Another text was, I think sex education should be taught at home and churches. Okay, we've read this one already. Okay, I want to leave it right there. Let's go to the short messages. Some callers are idealistic to expect parents to be custodians of sexual education of their children. Adolescents tend to confide in their peers, not their parents, about their sexual feelings. That's MR. Thank you, MR. Another text reads, how? They have failed in life skills already. Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. Now the text reads, I'm happy. The Reverend is alert this time. It's his role. He must call us and let us know of this law. My, my kid will not be taught sexuality by people who don't uh, know. Okay, and it ends there. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay, these are some of the texts uh, that have come through, Reverend. I'd like to hear your response to them. Well, let me start with the one... Maybe it was the second last where this text said adolescents consult their peers and not their parents. It could be because their parents are not open to discuss the subject of sex. That is why it is important that parents should be encouraged and they should be told that it is irresponsible for them not to engage their children on such an important matter particularly when there's so much wrong happening, if they do not guide their children, then their children are going to fall into a pit. So parents, please, those who are listening, do not abdicate your responsibility. Be responsible for educating your child about what is wrong and what is right. And as a parent myself, we encourage children to abstain from sex, some people are saying, even if you tell them to do that, and they will still do it. The fact is, it is not everybody who disobeys their parents. There are those who will listen when they are taught uh, abstinence. Even in schools, teachers make mistakes by saying children will not listen. I, I, I don't agree with that. There will always be those that will listen when we say the best way for you to be a professional that will be respectable, you must abstain and focus on your studies and do well and become excellent in your profession. I am disappointed, obviously, by the churches that are, are not teaching this. Um, I teach this. In my church, 
this past week I did, the past week I was in Queenstown, I also talk, spoke about the same thing. It is time that churches that are hiding their heads and that are sent to take their heads out, and I hope that pastors are listening, church leaders are listening, we must become responsible and teach the whole truth, the full truth of what we find in the scriptures. If the scriptures teach about fornication, why are pastors not teaching about that anymore? Is it because they are shielding that? protecting their children, or are they themselves committing some of these things? We don't know, but it is time that churches must start doing something. The person who sent a text and asked the question, what are the churches doing? It is embarrassing for churches to do nothing about this matter. Churches must rise up, pastors must rise up, apostles and prophets, all these titles that they've given themselves, they must rise up and start talking about the truth of what's happening, the truth of what the Word of God is saying, and guide their children. There's one person who used the word submarine tactic. He said government is using submarine tactic. I agree with it. Government is hiding the truth from people. And then one more time today I say, Prager Govenda and Sunday Times, thank you for raising this matter. ACDP is aware we are going to educate South Africans on this matter because we want South African children to do better than Zimbabwean children in school, to do better than the Mozambique children in school, because today Mozambicans are producing better children than South Africa. Zimbabwe is producing better because South African children are focusing too much on sex, but it is time that they are taught math and science and forget about sex until they finish their studies. So all those who are saying what is happening, this is not there's no way we are going to stop this thing from happening. I promise them this time most parents who will hear, who will know, they're going to rise up and government will have to. They will have to dump. They will have to scrap. They will have to throw away this thing that will poison our children. CSE does not belong in the South African schools. Let them use it in Europe and other places. But in South Africa, we want our children to do better in math and science, in education, in their studies, and not in sex, because we want them to be employable. Our economy is bad because our children are not employable. Joblessness, unemployment is high because our children are not employable. What, 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 make our children employable and teach them the right things and forget about sex for now. One final question, Reverend, which has to do now about um, uh, your colleague who was here when we were here, Elijah Mtlanga, when you were here in the studio with us. Um, uh, he tweeted on the very same Sunday a series of tweets, some of which were objectionable to some people. I'd like to hear your take on them. Some people were saying that they, they were unnecessarily sexually charged. Your take, the read-to-lead uh, tweets by Elijah Mtlanga. What's your take on them? I was obviously very disappointed. I was disappointed that uh, he obviously agrees with the CSE, but in public says no. Why do I say that? How can you show children, show the public, that you can read half naked? What if the children who like to emulate what they see, who start say, oh, oh, they said they're teaching us that we can uh, be half naked and start reading. It was wrong for him to do that, and I, I'm just grateful that he apologized. But for any adult to show adults reading half naked, what message are you sending to the children? You're saying children, you also can be half naked and read. But what we know is that children will not be half naked and read. They will be half naked and have sex. And that's not what we want. Children must be better clothed. Children must have their clothes on if they're serious about reading. So <laughs> what uh, Mr. Mchanga did was wrong. Nobody must emulate that. I hope it will never be repeated because if it's repeated, he will be against the production.
collection of professionals that that are respectable and that have dignity. So I'm saying, friends, those who are listening, let us follow good examples. Mr. Mkanga did not set a good example on, on, on by that tweet. He definitely set a bad example that should not be followed by any South African who wants the best for their children. African Christian Democratic Party President Reverend Kenneth Mishwa, thank you very much for your time. We always appreciate your consultation. My pleasure, sir. All right, 16 minutes now after 11.